So Father God, we ask that you continue having your way, doing what it is that you do. You're an amazing guy, so Lord, we expect anything less than amazing. So Lord, I pray for the individuals in this room. Touch them, prepare them. Touch me, prepare me. Have your way, Lord, so that you will be glorified. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. Say to your neighbor, say neighbor. Keep God in every situation. And because God is good, every situation will inevitably be good. Amen, amen. But in a little bit of time I have, I'm going to introduce something. And, and, and today's message was one of the hardest messages I had to preach in the past you know, three months. Because the, the, the mess, this message is, is, is titled Magnanimous. Say to the neighbor, say, neighbor, magnanimous. magnanimous. Turn to another neighbor, say, other neighbor, magnanimous. magnanimous. <laughs> and, and, and for those who don't understand what magnanimous means, because I, I had to look at it myself, and, and how does it tie into generosity, is that the fact that being generous or forgiving an insult, definition for magnanimous, being generous and forgiving an insult or injury, and I love this part. Please get this part down. Free from petty resentfulness. Don't think about anybody. Your wives don't look at your husbands. Because some of you had to be magnanimous. Now you're going to say that you, you were being magnanimous. Or vindictiveness. This comes out of a noble mind. And character. So magnanimous is at the root of who you are. And I had to fight this, you know. And, and growing up, you know, my, my father used to laugh at me. I was I was bad. I was that bad kid, you know. If I could, t I wouldn't be able to minister and tell you the things I should do to my brothers without them knowing to get back at them. Y'all make me feel like I'm the only one. Some of y'all thought it. Didn't act on it, but some of y'all were there. You know, especially, I got a, I had six brothers. We fought, put holes in the wall, broke tables, you know, told on each other. I was in high school, and my brother wondered why he had 10 extra detentions, because I kept, kept on giving him my, his name. <laughs> like, who are you? I'm my father, Bernard. <laughs> but growing up, I had such a, a, a bad attitude. I, I was very vengeful. If you did me dirty, I had to do you dirty, but I had to take up another notch. You know, if you, if you offended me, I, it can't be like tit for tat. No, I'm going to go from zero to 100 real quick. I was bad. I was, I was that individual where, where, where you would wonder if you should brush your teeth with the same toothbrush. Yeah, I, I told you I was, I was bad. And it was, so, so I wrestled with this whole idea of forgiveness. See, for me... You know, I, I, I studied martial arts, and we were in you know, class one time, and we were you know, doing some jiu-jitsu, and, and, and the teacher teaches us about focus. And he said, look, you got to stay focused. He said, because if you give me a bloody lip by accident, I'll understand it's by accident. He said, but the, 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 the reality is we're both going to sit down on the mat with bloody lips because I'm going to give you one back. He said, because we have to learn focus. So that was my mentality. That was my idea of, 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 of seeking vengeance. So, so don't tell me sorry. I don't want to forgive you. I'm going to get you back. I was a justice seeker. 
You know, and if I couldn't get you back, I would, I would be that guy that made you pay for it. I would bring it up to your memory. You know, I think I, my wife is not here to, to you know, <laughs> start talking about me. I wrestled with this whole idea of forgiveness. And, and so, so when I started preparing for this whole idea of magnanimous, I started thinking of individuals I need to start forgiving that I don't want to forgive. You know, sometimes it's easier to sit in a place where I don't forgive because we think about it, if I don't forgive them, that means they can't occupy the same space. We get to a place where, where we say, okay, if, if I forgive you, that means I have to allow myself to be vulnerable in front of you again. So if I stay in my in unforgiveness, that means I can't be vulnerable in front of you. Because you know why I'm mad at you. You're not my friend. You're not my mans. And we can't bang together anymore. And it puts me in a safe place. See, because forgiveness sometimes puts us in a place where we're vulnerable and we don't like that place too often. Even when I got married, the first time you know, first got married, my wife and I, we used to get into fights. And, you know, it, it was, you know, because we, we didn't have a separate, you know, marriage. You know, I tell people, I said, you, ha- you haven't had a good marriage if you didn't stand over your spouse contemplating. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you haven't had a real marriage. I've been married for 21 years, and I, I, I've checked the pillow density. <laughs> I've grown from then. You know? But we used to argue, and what I used to do was, if she says I'm sorry, I would make her have to prove it. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't the easiest guy to be married to. I, that's why I said our marriage longevity is based on her maturity, not mine. Because I had an issue with forgiveness. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want you to say, oh, baby, I'm sorry. No. I'm going to look for the opportunity to get you back so that you can feel what I felt when you did it to me. That was my mentality. And I wrestled with that. I wrestle with that, and I know I'm speaking to somebody in this room because I know that, that sometimes we are, the, the level of forgiveness is determined by the level of offense. Come on now. The level of forgiveness is determined by the level of offense. So somebody, you know, does something simple, oh, no worries. God bless you. I used to get annoyed with those individuals. My sister-in-law. She has the most magnanimous heart. She's quick to resolve. Like, oh, they, don't, they didn't mean it. How do you know they didn't mean it? I'm venting to her, you know, talking about this person who cut me off, and she's a you know, stranger and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, they don't mean it. You don't know that. She's like, oh, no worries. It's okay. No, it's not okay. But the depth of forgiveness is determined by the level of offense. So you can quickly, you, you, somebody step in your shoe, oh, no worries, unless you got the new um, Jordans. You know, then they, that's like you're in the hood, you're ready to fight. But it's not like if somebody slapped you, it's a different story. But God is saying, God didn't say, and then I'm going to read the scripture, Matthew, he didn't say that, 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 that depending on the offense will determine how many times you need to forgive them. Depending on the offense doesn't mean that you have to uh, less magnanimous with your forgiveness. He said, no, we need to be generous in our forgiveness. It says it in Matthew. Peter goes to him and says, God. And he thought he was doing something good because in the Jewish community, if, you, if forgiveness was three times, 
So he offered this up. He said, Lord Jesus, how many times should we forgive? I, I, I forgive seven times. And Jesus looks at him and he responds, he says, no. He said, you need to be magnanimous in your forgiveness. He said, seven times 70. And then Luke, the disciples responded and said, Lord, help us. Because they saw the limitations of their ability to forgive. Because when God, when I read that scripture, it says uh, seven times. I said, it's not easy to forgive. And Peter said the same thing. And then Jesus, Jesus goes and responds. He starts telling this parable in, in, in Matthew chapter um, yeah, 18. And for sake of time, I'm going to go right into it. So the, Jesus says a parable. He says, look, there, there was a man who, um, who uh, owed a debt to this, the master. And the master looked at him, and, 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 the, and, and the debt wasn't small. If you do the equivalents uh, to uh, compared to then and now, it was about six uh, over a billion dollars. It was it was some money. It, was, it wasn't just a little bit, you know. So there was some some deep debt there. And Jesus, the, the master, Jesus said, the master said, you know you know what, you're good. Don't worry about the debt. I'll take care of it for you. And then the guy felt good. He said, oh, thank you, you're a merciful master. I appreciate this. And he goes out and goes about his business. Then he sees somebody he knows. He looked. He starts running to the guy and says, yeah, this is Jamalism. This is Jamalism. He runs up to the guy and says, hey, you owe me some money. And he grabs the guy, grabs up the guy by his throat and says, look, you owe me some money. I want the money you owe me. And he got mad and he told the guy, he said, look, put him in jail until he pays me back the money I'm owed. And his, the amount he owed was nowhere near the amount that the master just forgave. The master heard this and he says, he says look, I forgave you. And you're going to turn around and do something stupid like this and press somebody for some, something that is less than what I forgave you for? He said, oh, no, you're going to jail now yourself. And the master took him to jail and put him there. He said, until you pay the debt, you will not be free. And the irony is, but I never looked at it until till, uh, this week of studying. He said he put him in, to, in jail to pay, until he pays the debt. But how can he pay a debt? Why he's in jail. So he'll never be free from the very debt that he was once free from. He said, that's how it's going to be. He says, if you don't forgive, your master is not going to be able to forgive you. And I wrestled with me. And then, and then you go, he, Jesus said, Jesus, you know, the one prayer that Jesus really taught for everybody to pray. He said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, Right? But before that, he says, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed us. And I said, wow, Lord. But the idea is not just to forgive, but to forgive magnanimously. And here goes the principle. Anything that you feel to forgive you carry the burden of. Anyone, situation that you fail to forgive, you're going to carry the burden of. Because remember, forgiveness is for you, not the person that offended you. The process of forgiveness is, is to release you from the assault, the problem, the issue. 
My father, always, he always taught it. He said, whatever you, you, you fail to repent of, you're destined to repeat. And whatever you fail to forgive, you're destined to carry. And too often we, forget, we don't forgive and we carry so much and burden ourselves so much till we find ourselves in a place of hurt, pain, resentment, bitterness, all because we didn't forgive. So I wrestled with this. I said, okay, Lord, help my faith because seven times 70 is not easy. Some people I can't forgive seven times 70. Come on now, am I the only one? So let's go, I got five points to close out that can lead you to a magnanimous forgiveness. Because magnanimous, once again, is generosity and forgiveness. You're being generous. You're like, okay, you, you forgive, not you. you, don't, you don't, I don't forgive you. You forgive, because you know, we all have a list of individuals that did us wrong that we continue and carry on, but we don't, we're not willing to forgive. And God said, don't forgive everybody. Free yourself from the bondage of that unforgiveness. I'm telling you, so, so many names and people popped up in my head. I said, man, Lord, am I still not forgiving? Am I still holding on? Oh, Lord, I, I, I'm not ready to forgive. That was this week. I'm praying, so Lord, give me strength because some of the individuals that you got popping up in my head, I'm not ready to forgive. Because like I said, I, I, I'd rather them leave me alone than put them in a place where they can hurt me again. But I'm going to give you five things. And I wrote this down. Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious Deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you. And this is the key part right here. Regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Please get that last part down. Because not everybody's going to deserve your forgiveness. I'm telling you that right now. So number one. Compassionate feelings that support a willingness to forgive. You have to have a compassionate feeling. And compassion means that you, 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 you have a, a burden for the individual in spite of the offense. Number two, the act of excusing a mistake or offense. So you, you, you got to excuse it. Just let it go. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. let it go. Turn to the other neighbor say, other neighbor, are you letting it go? How about this? This, is my, this was hard for me. This was the, a hard one. It is giving up the right to seek repayment. I'm telling you, this is, the, this is, this is some difficult stuff. God said, give, forgive seven times 70. Be magnanimous. And when you're magnanimous about your, your forgiveness, you will give and let go, and you're not going to seek repayment. And that's difficult, especially if money's involved. Come on now. You know, oh, okay, $100, okay, it hurts. But you, Lord, you're telling me to let go of $1,000? You know what $1,000 can do right now? 
I never forget, I was watching, um, oh man, what's the name of that movie? It's an old school movie. The, kid, the, the main character's name was Kolojiro. Bronx Tale. Thank you, Bronx. I was watching Bronx Tale, and and and, and um, the main mafia guy, uh, you know, was about to run after this kid, and he said, what? "So the kid starts running off, and he starts cursing, yelling at the kid, and then, and then the, the main boss guy says, "Okay, hey, come here, come here. What's your issue? First of all, he he was talking about the way he was carrying himself." See, because when you're lacking unforgiveness and, and, or you're lacking forgiveness and you're, you're living, you live a certain way that you're carrying yourself outside of the way you're supposed to be carrying yourself. He said, look at yourself. He said, the other question is, do you like the kid? He said, no. He said, so, so it cost you, I forgot how much you owed him. $20? He said, it cost you $20 to get him out of your life. Let it go. <laughs> Some people cost more to get out of your life. But he said, let it go. <laughs> Number four. And this is another one I wrestle with. It's a form of voluntary suffering. See, in forgiveness, there's two types of suffering. Either one, you get them back and you make them suffer. Or two, you let it go and you make yourself suffer. But when it comes to forgiveness, somebody's always going to suffer. And God says, you suffer when you forgive. Just let it go. And number three, this is what Jesus did to us, did for us. It is to cancel a debt by paying for it or absorbing it yourself. So Jesus said, look, I'm going to take care of it for you. And sometimes you have to be prepared to say, okay, look, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry. You're good. And remember, here's the other principle. Forgiveness doesn't mean people who occupy the same space as they did before. Forgiveness does not mean somebody's going to occupy the same space as they did before. Because remember what I said, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. But third time, load up the chopper. No, let me stop. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> But these, if we get these five things, I believe that it'll be easy to be magnanimous and are forgiven. Because remember, generosity is just not in, in paying money, giving people money. Generosity is, 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 is deals with your resources, who you are as an individual, whether it's information. Whether it's your time, whether it's your talents, your gifts, your abilities, and even down to forgiveness. If you are generous in our forgiveness, the world will be a completely different place. God is not calling us just to be generous, but to be magnanimous. You will be generous not to just those you like and you feel are deserving of your generosity but especially to those who you feel don't deserve it. See, because my question is, are you generous for the thank you, or are you generous because God has called you to be generous? So this is one of my hardest messages. And I said, Lord, okay, I got to go preach it, and now I got to go forgive. So please pray for me this week. Yeah. 
because I'm going to be making those awkward calls. You know, you know those individuals that they text you, but you have their number in your phone, but I go, oh, who is this? So they can feel distant. I, I, I got a new phone. So you know who it is. <laughs> yeah, those are the people I got to call this week. <laughs> it's not going to be a comfortable week for me, but it's something that God has called me to do. You know what I'm looking forward to? The reason why I'm doing it? Because I'm looking forward to the freedom. See, because, uh, let's stand. So I want you, the point for today is, be magnanimous. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, be magnanimous. Turn to your other neighbor say, other neighbor, let go. And as you're standing up, I want you to start thinking, because I think this message is also challenging some of you today. I said, okay, Lord, I thought we resolved this already. And a name already popped up into your head. That person popped up to your head. That situation has popped up to your head. I said, Lord, I thought we resolved this. But yes, you resolved it, but you took it back. And the reason why you know you took it back is because you allowed that situation or that person to control the condition of your heart. You allowed them to control whether you're you're, you're happy or you were sad. You allowed it to have too much control over you. That means you took it back. So if you answer, okay, Lord, okay, I'm up for the challenge. I don't don't want people who are serious about this. Because some people are going to say yes today and no tomorrow. But if you're really about that life, say, okay, I, want, I, want, I want to work on this. I want, I want that freedom that Pastor Jamal is talking about. I want to be magnanimous. I take up the challenge. I want you to raise your hand. I say, I want to take up the challenge. Pastor Jamal, you're not alone for this, in this one. Some individual I need just need to let go. You don't have to have a long conversation with them. But I want you to put your hand over your heart. And say this to me, say, Father God, give me the strength to do the very thing that you asked me to do. Give me the wisdom on how to do it. Give me the words on what to say. Give me the peace and the decision to forgive. I let go right now. I start the process right now. I forgive the person right now. I forgive the persons right now, even if that person is myself. I let go, and I let God have your way. Anoint us afresh. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. See, I, I didn't want to minister that message today because I didn't want to be held accountable. I'm telling you, I wrestled with this message. I even had the, the video prepared for Pastor this, for his message from Brooklyn. Because he talked about what's the difference between gossip and FYI. 
It was a good message. I was tempted to let it go, and but now I sit here and I say, "Okay, Lord, I'll, I'll be obedient." And you're gonna go through that, even though you just prayed, you raise your hand. You're gonna go through the temptation to not do the very thing that you said you're gonna do today. So stand strong and don't quit. You know who I'm talking about here. You're not alone. Because tomorrow morning, I'll be wrestling. Father God, thank you for the church. Thank you for the believers. We ask that you continue anointing us, continue building community. Thank you for bonding. We pray and ask that you just anoint him and open up doors for him. Close doors for him. Protect him. Guide God and govern his path. We say have your way in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Come on, say it like we mean it. This Bible. This Bible. This Bible. Is our primary source of faith. This Bible. Is our rule of conduct. This Bible. Creates the lens. That we see life through. As we leave this place, we never God's presence. Jesus is Lord. Period. We believe it. We proclaim it. And we're seeing it come to pass. God bless.